The following podcast contains explicit language. Hi, this is Julie with Calibrated Power Solutions, and on this episode of Diesel Performance Podcast, you will hear Danny and Paul interview Sean Baca from Industrial Injection about the 2,474 horsepower Cummins and what it takes to make that type of power. Danny, I'm really excited to be here for this episode. Stoked, Paul. Absolutely. You know, before we dive into the meat of it, uh, I do want to make an announcement. We do have a winner for the Facebook contest that we posted. So in the Facebook contest, we posted a picture of a Calibrated Power t-shirt and hat, and we asked all of you listeners and Facebook friends to go ahead and like the post, share the picture, and then comment on it with your favorite quote out of any episode you've heard from us. That was a lot of fun. It, it really, man, some of, the, some of the quotes were so good. It, it's so hard to go back and listen to some of them and be like, yeah, we really did say that on, on the podcast. <laughs> we ended up picking a winner, Anthony Nelson. Uh, the quote was actually from Chris Emke, our buddy over here at Calibrated Power, when he was talking about uh, Cummins. And Chris said, the actual quote is, I don't know if the budget got bigger or I just got dumber with my money. <laughs> there's your winner i really felt like that was that kind of embodied diesel performance didn't it danny like that that's Nailed what it. it's all about right absolutely mad at your money well i'll tell you what we do have a special guest today and i'm gonna let danny introduce him here i'm excited to tell everybody that we've got sean baca on the phone right now how you doing sean not too bad how you guys doing Doing great, man. Thanks for asking. We're excited to have you on. Talk about the the Shredder 2. Thanks, thanks. Yes, so obviously everybody knows that you put down uh, 2,474 horsepower, which is ridiculous. And um, we're very happy to have you on the show. But why don't we start by talking about how you first got started in diesel performance? I used to be, well, when I was younger, I used to be into, like, uh, small block, big block Chevys. And I've always had, like, a knack for horsepower stuff. And a bunch of my buddies, uh, they all started getting into diesels. And I was probably one of the last ones to ever get into them. And I don't know, they kind of just influenced me into <clears throat> getting one. And so I, I bought an old first gen. And, uh, well, actually, I bought a second gen. And I pulled the motor out, and I was going to put in a, I have a 72 Chevy that I was going to put a Cummins in it. And uh, then I ended up buying a first gen, and uh, yeah, things kind of just took off from there. Um, Wasn't it about a thousand horsepower? <laughs> uh, not right off the bat. Uh, back then, I didn't even know anything really about diesels besides they were noisy and blew smoke. <laughs> but uh, I dropped the motor off to industrial to get built, and. Uh, Justin Hembury worked there. Well, he still works here at the time, and uh, he's he's the over the engine department. And so I started talking to him, and he had a first gen, and uh, we kind of just hit it off from there. And his mom and my mom actually worked together for the same company, so huh, go figure. Kind of just kind of just took off from there, and you know I started hanging out at industrial and. I don't know, I've always been good at wrenching, and one day they're like, you want a job? I was like, sure, why not, you know? So hold on, hold on, Sean. <laughs> you, you hung out in the shop so long, they finally just offered you a job? <laughs> yeah, they're like, well, shit, we might as well pay you while you're here. <laughs> and I actually ended up building my own engine that I had dropped off to uh, have them build. 
That's awesome, man. So you got paid for building your own engine, but you had to yeah, pay them well, to do yeah, it? Kind of weird, kind of a weird deal there. I, I paid them to pay me to build my own engine. So <laughs> 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 yeah, that truck, uh, I ended up uh, turning it into a dedicated flood puller, and I mean, things just went crazy with that truck. And, you know, I got the name the Black Pearl, and things kind of just took off from there. We ended up uh, burning up that motor, and um, at that point, I was like, well, we're going to go to a full-blown dedicated puller and end up building a, a full roller 12-valve and, you know, drop box reverser and stuff like that. I put it in another, uh, and it used to be a single cab, and I, I went to an extended cab first gen. We started doing a bunch of framework there, and then, you know, I ended up back half in the truck and stuff like that. And I don't know, it kind of just took off. And uh, it was like, at that point, you know, for the rules, it was a dedicated uh, pro mod truck. And then I decided, well, I kind of don't want to, you know, if I get serious with it, I don't want to be pulling up against Kellogg and Van Hazley and those guys because. It was just too crazy, you know. I didn't, I couldn't compete with them, so I ended up pulling everything out and putting it in a second gen chassis and setting it up for like a 3.0 <clears throat> chassis to run around here. And uh, it's all pretty much there. I just gotta finish it, you know. The engine runs, everything's in. We just kind of gotta throw some fuel at it and wire it up and go pulling. But yeah, that's how that all started. Wow. I mean, it was just. Uh, Kind of a crazy turn of events. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Going from being a gas guy to just kind of dicking around with a diesel to ended up hanging out at Industrial for so long that you worked there. How long ago was that? How long have you been with Industrial Injection? Probably six years ago, maybe seven. Wow. And what is your official job title there? Well, now, you know, I'm over the engine room, but back then it was just me and uh, one other guy that ran the, the whole shop, you know. We had... Our parts guy was another mechanic, so technically three of us were in the shop holding it down back then. And, you know, eventually we outgrew that building, and then we bought, you know, industrial bought into this one and hired some more employees. And now I'm just in the, you know, I just build engines all day and shove them out the door and give them to the, the shop guys to install. Very cool. That's awesome, so man. I, I guess story. I'm uh, the engine assembler. <laughs> so, yeah, I... I when I'm when I get time, I'll go out in the shop and you know R and R motors and transmissions and you know occasional twin kit here and there. But I don't know. I'm about the only guy that messes around with twelve valves around here anymore. So. Hi, this is Nick with Calibrated Power Solutions. We're breaking new ground in the turbocharger market with our Stealth Series. The Stealth 64 is a perfect replacement for any stock turbocharger on any year Duramax. A 64mm compressor wheel adds at least 80 rear wheel horsepower on a stock fuel system while maintaining stock drivability and excellent spool-up. The Stealth 64 also helps maintain lower EGTs under heavy loads, especially useful for you guys pulling. If you're looking to upgrade or replace your stock turbocharger, Check out the Stell 64. Perfect balance between power and drivability in a drop-in, stock-appearing turbocharger. For more information, check out DuramaxTuner.com or give us a call at the office at 815-568-7920. That's 815-568-7920. Back to the podcast. Every time a 12-hour comes in, I'm, I'm the one that usually ends up working on it. <laughs> <laughs> By default. What do you expect? But we want to talk about Shredder 2. 
walk us through the build on Shredder 2. We got to know. I'm dying to find out everything about it. That truck was my daily driver for a long time. and Things kind of just caught out of hand with it, you know. And We were chasing the dyno circuit around here. Um, you know, basically, I'd just daily drive it and hit the dyno events every weekend. And I used to run a run a really big single on it and a lot of nitrous back then. And you know, just run around doing that. So, but, can uh, you tell us a little bit about the setup you had at that time? When when you say this is is this an 06 Cummins? Yeah, yeah, it's 06 with the six seven deck plate motor, right? Oh uh, yeah, now yeah. now back then it. So back then, I pulled the stock motor out and did a you know, camshaft, rod bolts, uh, put a ported cylinder head on it. and I was running a uh, single S400. I think it was like a 82-millimeter. We ended up, um, I think I made like 1,400 horse on that on a single with spray. And uh, ended up melting that motor down, and I put another engine in it. And that's, uh, I put a 91-millimeter single on it. And that's the one uh, that split the block. That's when it caught on fire. That big old dino explosion video. <laughs> a couple Everybody years saw back, it, yeah. whenever that was. So you melt down so. the motor with an 82 mil. <laughs> and when you put it back together, you're like, you know what I need? More turbo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. But yeah. Ever, ever, man, that truck's been through a lot. It's been on fire multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> obviously it went through the wreck and now it's a long bed version so now it's got a whole new transplant in it yeah walk us through okay so so you were at the 91 mil and and you said you were already doing i'm sorry how many horse on the 82 mil before yeah it was like 1200 or 1400 some something like that back then on the on the s400 and then we bumped it up to the 91 millimeter I think I was making right around 16 on spray with that one. Okay. And uh, so, yeah, that's when the block split. And then I built, uh, I was kind of just, the last motor that was in the truck, the first, the one that hit 2,000 horse, I was kind of just a budget build, you know. I, I mean, I guess you couldn't call it a budget. I mean, it's fully built, but it was kind of just what I had laying around at the time uh, just to get it back up and running. And we put the 91 back on it, and it was making you know, 1,500, 1,600 horse on nitrous. And I was like, well, you know, I'm pretty much tapped out on, you know, I'm over the single turbo stuff because, I mean, we've gone through a lot of carnage and the single turbos are violent. Yeah. So we ended we ended up throwing a, uh, getting the turbo off my pulling truck and uh, making a compound kit for it. And that's uh, when we, you know, first time out of the box right after we got it uh got the twin kit done we put it on the dyno and it put up like 1800 horse on fuel or something crazy like that now holy like, shit holy hell <laughs> we're we're in we're on to something here so <laughs> yeah, that, was right, that was that was right before the new year if i remember right really so that wasn't really that long no. ago is that the same setup that went to ucc no no this was uh it was the one that I took to hunting for horsepower up at Alligator. Yeah. And then it's it's, it's the one that uh, I lost the turbocharger at Weekend on the Edge when I did 2168 at oh. Edge is when the, 
when the big charger let loose and that was a pretty cool video tore up my hood and all that stuff so <laughs> at least you can laugh about it you know that's the best part so when you were doing all that what kind of horsepower number did you have in your head when you were specking out the build um i when originally that motor i don't know i mean i was kind of you know i knew it would take a lot because there's quite a bit of uh, thought and engineering put into that engine as far as the internals go and I knew you know I went with the steel pistons because you know I knew it was going to be creating a lot of heat with the uh, single charger and especially with nitrous so we went with steel pistons and then when we threw the compound chargers on it it kind of just we hit 2,000 horse instantly I'm like oh man this is great you know first first common rail on a chassis dyno to you know hit 2,000 and um, once we blew that, uh, big charger up at edge, we, uh, were like, well, I guess it's time to go triples because that was like, it was 106 millimeter gear that, that, you know, we overspun the Jesus. heck out of it. And <laughs> it actually, um, both the compressor and the turbine wheel blew up and left the shaft just sitting in the cartridge. Holy shit. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was. It's. It's still. I mean, I still have it. It's around here, kicking around somewhere. But there's bearings are still tight and all that stuff. It was just spun so fast. It just grenaded. But yeah, after that we went uh, and threw triples on it. And after that we first time out of the gate again with that we ride at two thousand horse on fuel. And that was like sweet, you know. We're we're there. Time to take the nitrous off the truck, but but we never ended up doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be doing that. Walk me through walk me through the triple setup. What did you have in there for triples? What was in the valley, and what um, were your two low pressure chargers? The two low pressure charger are uh, 106 mil Garrett's, and the high pressure is a 94. Millimeter Garrett. So two one oh sixes split in the atmospheric pumping through a ninety one millimeter Garrett. That's a lot of turbo. I'm sorry, ninety four millimeter. That's a lot yeah. of turbo. Yeah, yeah. It was uh I didn't want to run out of air again, so and I was sick of blowing up turbos. So I just <laughs> went big. <laughs> I didn't want to run out of air. That's the solution. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 300 yeah. millimeter of tur- turbo compressor will will do that. Yeah. Okay. How about injectors, man? How big of injectors does it take to make 2,000 horse? Um, I'm running our Cobras right now. Um, I've been running them since we started getting crazy with this truck, and they flow stupid amounts of fuel. Um, can you explain really what those sure are? If I can. Not sure if I could give any details on those. There's kind of a. It's like a garden hose, Paul. That's all they are, probably. Yeah, that's my thought here is that <laughs> yeah, there's really yeah. nothing stopping fuel. It's just purely flowing off the common <laughs> rail straight into the motor. Yeah, they're, uh, I mean, I'll tell you, they're big enough to drain three, uh, 320% pumps. So. Holy shit. Wow. Okay, and then now how many pumps did you have on the truck? Um, It's always had, well, the last two engines, it's always had three CP3s on it. Wow. You know, being a Dodge 2500, 
I didn't know that it meant you had to have 2,500 horsepower. I ah. thought that was a suspension, man. <laughs> how, how about, I got a few things, I think, for our newer listeners here, because I think a lot of guys jumped online, they watched the Ultimate Callout Challenge. It's like the most downloaded diesel event that's ever happened, right? So I think there's a lot of yeah. guys out there who hear the term deck-plated 6.7 motor, and they just think it sounds like gibberish. Can you walk me through how your 0659 gets converted into a deck-plated 6.7 motor? What does that mean? Yeah, so initially, a deck, we're using it to correct the rod angle ratio uh, that comes along with the 6.7 crank. So you put the deck plate in, and it's uh, basically it, it, it's not side-loading the piston as hard. You know, it's uh, taking the load off the side of the cylinder walls, so to speak. Okay. So, yeah, and more or less, you know, it helps stiffen up top end a little bit. And um, some guys, you can use it, as, you know, for more displacement and stuff like that. But we're using it for um, basically to correct the rod angle ratio, give us a little bit of a RPM gain back with the bigger stroke and the bigger bore, you know. It's actually making the where the cylinder, like you said, creates the combustion. It's making that chamber larger by deck plating it. Is that accurate? Oh um, no, it's not necessarily making it larger. It's just basically moving it up so there's not as much uh, throw. You know, when when the when the rod kicks over. Okay. You know, when it, as it goes through the cycle, um, it's not throwing it as hard into you know into the cylinder wall, so to speak, because. Uh, it's more of a straighter. I don't know. I'd have to draw it up on paper to explain. No, 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 no. I'm with you. I think that explains it pretty clearly. That was yeah. awesome. Yeah. If you think about how a, how a camshaft spins everything and how everything is actually moving in there, by raising it up, you're changing the geometry so that it, the pistons move more exactly. up and down as opposed to left and right as they're going through that that cycle. Yeah, it, it, it's not pulling as hard on the side. I just want to know. This truck is obviously badass, but how much money do you think you guys have invested into this thing to win the horsepower challenge? That's the thing. When you're at this power level, you got to start from the front to the back and top to bottom. So I mean, it's. I mean, there's probably easily a hundred grand tied up in this machine after, especially after all the engines and stuff that's been through. Right. Yeah. So I mean, we it's got just the three chargers on there, you know. They're about twelve grand, you know, retail on just the three turbos. So. Yeah, just an air. <laughs> I mean, and, and and that's the thing. There's three of everything on that truck now. So mm-hmm. <laughs> three CB threes, three turbos, and a couple fast systems. Yeah, I saw that. I mean, it's it, it all adds up, and yeah, it's kind of just uh, getting out of control. But I mean, it's got to do what we got to do to compete and stay on top. You know, Sean, I think you have a really great attitude about the history of the truck, right? This isn't some sort of trailer queen that you're worried about it getting a scratch or some dirt on it. You've gotten out and used and abused the shit out of this thing. And I love to hear that. That's what 2,000 horse is for, right? It's not just to roll on a dyno once in a while. It's to get out and have some have some fun with it. Um, yeah, I mean, that truck's been through a lot. <laughs> I think a lot of our question, a lot of our listeners are going to have some basic questions things that I think are pretty commonly associated with Shredder 2. Number one is, man, 
That was such a scary, scary video of of the parking garage when Shredder 1 came off the road. Can you explain what kind of maybe what happened there? Or, or really, I think what I was really impressed with is how quick you turned that truck around and had it back on the road. Can you talk a little bit about that? I was out on break getting some coffee and had a couple of my mechanics with me and they were egging me to get on it. And so I did. And it actually broke a front U-joint and uh, locked up the front end. And that's what ended up, you know, kicking it sideways. And basically it had no steering. And it was, I mean, we, it was uh, probably doing about 50 miles an hour in the video. I mean, it looks like I was going a lot faster than that. But, yeah, I mean, 50 miles is pretty fast. But, um, yeah, I broke the front U-joint and we went, uh, went for a ride, so to speak. And, <laughs> Wow. And ended up totaling the truck and ended up buying it back um, from my insurance company. And as far as the Shredder 2 goes, uh, that how it sits now is uh, there's local, uh, another diesel shop up north of us called Midnight Diesel. They have a salvage yard. And I called them and they had a frame. It was a long bed frame. I didn't necessarily want to go that route, but, I mean, it's what I had in that short amount of time to get it back because uh, I wanted to hit ATS's dyno event. And uh, so I ran up there, grabbed the frame, bought the bed with it, and swapped, basically swapped everything over into the, the new, you know, new chassis. So... So as far as being at the UCC, um, I want to take you back there. You know... When you are in the cab of that truck on the rollers and you got the whole diesel industry watching you make that pass on the dyno, I mean, your heart's got to be racing a million miles an hour. And especially uh, when it's all done, I, I can't imagine how fast a moment, you know, a moment would be on that dyno. Just everything would just happen so fast. I mean, how do you, how do you really let that sink in as, a, as the owner of the truck, letting the whole world know you just almost hit 2,500 horsepower? I never sprayed that new setup ever since we went triples. I've never hit the nitrous to it. And, uh, we were in such a time crunch, you know, for the UCC getting ready and we didn't even have time to really dial the truck in. So it was kind of just a swing for the fence. I knew the truck makes power. I mean, this is a whole new engine compared to what was in it. Cause I swapped the, I pulled the engine out, uh, the old engine and put the deck plate engine the week before the call out. So I knew, I knew it would make power, and I knew it would at least back up what the old engine made. And I knew I had a lot of nitrous to play with, just depending on how much it would all hold and take, you know. So, I mean, as far as the dyno goes, everything kind of just, when you're on there and, you know, you hear the turbos lining up and everything, it kind of, for me, it's, it, it, it happens quick, but during all that time, it's kind of like a, Everything's happening in slow motion. I mean, it's like the longest thirty seconds of your life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then you know, once once you know, I mean, hitting that much nitrous on the dial. I mean, that's kind of scary after having a couple turbos blow up on it. You know, and one of the times put the block and old freaking truck almost caught on fire. You know, so I mean, all that stuff's playing through your head when you're on the dyno. So you kind of, I don't know. I kind of just get dialed in and. You know, hope for the best. 
<laughs> if we could if we could jump in a time machine and go back to the UCC right now, anything you would do differently? Start with a different chassis. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, I kind of you know I'm really good at working with what I have. So I kind of just made the best of what I have and what was available at the time. You know, so the long bed, you know, four door. I knew that would give me advantage uh, in sled pulling. Dyno, it didn't matter. You know, I knew my truck made big power on the dyno, so I mean, I wasn't too worried about that as long as, you know, I knew I had nitrous to back me up. Um, but, yeah, I was, I was kind of getting nervous there whenever, you know, a couple trucks before me popping up 2,000 horse. I was like, you know, that's, that's a rare occurrence around here. And a couple trucks uh, just get on there and throw it up like it's nothing. and Makes like, your nuts tight, right? Oh, <laughs> I was sweating there for a little bit, but I was like, well, I mean, we're here to play, so we might as well give her all she's got. And we hit that uh, big kid of nitrous and put up you know, almost 2,500 horse. And I didn't expect it. I knew it. I, I was hoping it would be like 24, you know, high 23s. But uh, damn near 25, I was, I was uh, happy with that. Let me ask you just just one more tough question here because Sean, I, I want to say out of everybody I've ever talked to with with a badass truck like this, I think you have just an awesome outlook on the reality of it. Not not one truck is ever going to be just the best at everything, right? Like you're going to be you crushed the the dyno competition, did great on the sled pull. I thought to be honest with you, I didn't think that truck was really. It kind of from the outside looking in, it looked like you guys had designed the truck to be. A dino monster and it is unquestionably um so i was really impressed to see how it did on the sled pulls i felt like people gave you some shit for for what it did at the at the drag strip i i really didn't think it was terrible but were you disappointed with the drag strip numbers was was that something that that you were comfortable with like what happened there i'm not necessarily happy with the numbers it put up because i know the truck makes enough power to go you know deep nines um what happened is after the dyno event, I was loading up my truck on the trailer, and uh, it just started lunging forward on the trailer. You know, the guy that was guiding me up the trailer actually had to, my buddy had to jump off the trailer because the uh, transmission started locking up, like, by itself. I wasn't even touching nothing. I mean, it started just, <laughs> started getting a mind of its own. And, uh, you know, I brought it back to the shop, got it on the lift, pulled the pan. You know, we had some material in the transmission you know which i hadn't even freshened it up for i'd say a year oh wow i mean i expected worse but um, did you did you really take fourth gear out or no it's still four speed okay i'm sorry you were saying uh, yeah we ended up pulling the pan and i went to you know change the solenoids on the valve body because i was like oh hell it's just a just lock up solenoid going out you know it's locking up by itself and uh, put these solenoids on it and, um, you know, ran it through the gears and it felt fine there. We took it to the track and, you know, first pass, it just ended up smoking the trans. So we actually pulled the transmission out at the track, went through it, um, all new everything, new converter and all that stuff, and hit it again and it's still just free revs, you know. And I don't, at that point, I was like, you know, like, well, here we are. I guess we might as well just, you know, start throwing Hail Marys because <laughs> we can't give up now. We won the dyno event, so we at least got to 
make a decent pass at the track. And, you know, luckily there, I can't believe I ended up taking, you know, one of the top fives. I think it was at the drag ship. You know, I was, I was expecting like the bottom five. Right. You know, I mean, that's my truck with that much power. There's no reason it shouldn't go fast. And that, that's what I'm going to focus on now. You know, once we get caught up with everything is, is, uh, get the truck dialed in. I know it'll go nines. Um, it's just a matter of getting it down to the ground and, I don't know why it started. My truck's never had any wiring issues. Um, we actually found out it was starting to, uh, we were getting power through the ground side of the uh, lockup switch. Ooh. So something's going on there. I don't know. We changed harnesses, solenoids, everything. So I just that point, say, I was just, I can't think of, that point, I just gave it to my transmission guy. I said, you figure it out. I can't think of anything scarier than a 2,500 horsepower truck with that has a transmission with a mind of its own. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say, man, I really appreciate you coming on the show and taking the time to talk to us yeah. and give some insight into your truck and your experience to all of our listeners. I know they're all going to appreciate it. Uh, please, if you're on Facebook, like this post. If you're on YouTube, comment on this YouTube video. And if you're on iTunes, feel free to check out our other avenues, as well as now Stitcher. Stitcher. I was going to say, don't forget about Stitcher. That's right, for all of our Android listeners. But, Sean, why don't you tell us and everybody listening how we can get a hold of you and follow you in, uh, for future events and everything like that? Yeah, just, uh, you know, anything social media, Instagram, Facebook. Um, if you want to get a hold of me personally, just come down by the shop and visit or, you know, call the shop if you have any uh technical questions you know i can help you figure them out or get you pointed in the right direction that's right be like sean baca go hang out in the industrial shop until they start paying you (laughs) 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 thanks again for joining us tonight sean this has been paul wilson and i'm danny voss thanks for listening the diesel performance podcast is brought to you by calibrated power solutions home of duramaxtutor.com developer of performance engine and transmission calibrations for a wide variety of late model diesel powertrains including the duramax cummins jeep john deere and many more for more information check out calibratedpower.com or call 815-568-7920 that's 815-568-7920 You can also contact the hosts of the Diesel Performance Podcast. Paul Wilson can be reached at extension 2122. His email is paul at duramaxtuner.com. For Danny Voss, dial extension 2124. His email is danny at calibratedpower.com. So you melt down the motor with an 82 mil, (laughs) and when you put it back together, you're like, you know what I need? More turbo. (laughs) I love it.